And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. This is a thing. It's called beaning. People are beaning people's doorsteps. Beans on the car. Beans in the mail. Beans in the clock. Vaseline beans. Beans in the Crocs. Listerine beans. <laughs> Good morning, Sweet World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Tuesday, March 8th, 2022. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, we got Tass Mellis. Hello, fellow basketball colleagues. Hello, Tassie. We got our top shot hot boy. He loves his beans, Trey Kirby. Hey, <laughs> Hey, oh. It's the international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Beans. And finally, making the magic happen, super producer JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Take a second, like the video. Make sure you subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Comment away, both in the stream team and if you're watching later in the comments section below. We jump in there a lot. Respond to people. Like things. Heart things. Get angry with some people. It's a blast. So we're in the we're in the comment sections. We'll that's, mix it up. It's actually us. You rarely know who it is of us commenting. <laughs> well, no, that's not true. We sometimes add a a J E or an L E. Yeah, well, if someone's coming right at you, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's yeah. right yeah. If it's a general one, you can just say, "All right, I'll throw it in there." They yeah, can that's, get true. <laughs> that's true. That's <laughs> true. Thank you for liking our show. That's yeah. all four of us saying that's that at right. once. Yes. Uh, but anyway, share the show, guys, as well. Email in your NBA questions to no dunks at theathletic.com. Get yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Dollar a month deal right now for new subscribers. So go take advantage of that and get your no dunks merch over at nodunks.com. Okay. Fun show today. Later on, we're going to look at the most compelling Eastern Conference playoff races. Okay, we're going to like really, really take a detailed look at it. There's only five weeks of the regular season left. So we'll do that today, and if we don't bore you, we'll do the Western Conference <laughs> on tomorrow's show. Wait to see the comments today. And yes, decide, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but we're going to get into last night's games with a little what you got. But before that, we got some wedgies, guys, and we had two of them last night. Been a long time since we had two wedgies. On the same night of basketball. Wow. An yeah. unintentional uh, wedgie, really. Well, you're not shooting. Usually they're shooting them right yeah. in there on purpose. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, what are you talking about? Well, yeah, Luca, what are you talking, what are you talking about? about? I just, usually it's a shot. That wasn't a shot. That was a, a pass. Yeah, like a floater sort yeah. of pass. Oh. Uh, okay, well, yeah. Luca, yeah. number 29. And then De'Aaron Fox got fouled, actually. That's Ooh. very rare. I checked the numbers. That's the first time this season, Tass, that somebody actually got fouled on the shot attempt. But mm. stuck to wedgie, and that was number thirty. So that uh, increased our, uh, you know, wedgie tracker pace up to forty-two here. Forty-two, fantastic. Yeah. Also, probably the most money owed to the wedgiers ever. You know what I mean? As nope. far as contracts go in the future, Luka Doncic and De'Aaron Fox. Oh, thank you. Check okay. the stats on that. Gotcha. Luka Doncic and De'Aaron Fox. How much money combined? 
A lot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no doubt. Star got, power. We, we got, got all right your there. stats when it comes to the wedge. So you think Luca was passing? Is that what you're saying? Oh, definitely was. Yeah. yeah. He was loving it in there. Interesting. But what do we? I guess we're counting it as a jumper. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I wonder what the box score says. It said the... it said jump shot. I went and checked. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's a shot, missed yeah. shot. It was a bit but... of a floater, but yeah, yeah. I hit the rim. Right. There was a, there was it a... deflected. Who was it deflected? I thought oh, it was deflected. Now we got to go back Jesus. even no, deeper. No, 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 no. Let's just call it. Let's call it a jumper and move on. Because I want to play a little what you got. What you yeah, what you got? What you got? We're gonna be using obviously what happened last night in the association and making some questions and having some debates here because we had Embiid going for 43 points and 14 boards as the 76ers thumped the Bulls 121-106 and then a little bit later Jokic with another triple-double you know monster line again he leads his Nuggets past the Warriors 131-124 so the what you got it's MVP right now it's Embiid or Jokic what you got and go nuts if you want to include Giannis in there as well. But between these two, who are you going with, Tess? Well, my most valuable player is Jokic. Undoubtedly. StatMuse broke it down. If you're uh, if you're into the stats, StatMuse did a great job. Nikola Jokic leads in 30 different categories, while Embiid leads in six. Mm, so, like, basic stats, advanced stats, you know, all the all the Like the stats, ones. man. Every yeah. stat you can think of. Wedgies, not included. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Jokic, far, far away, my guy. But I will say on this night, the most valuable player is Joel Embiid because we have lots of time to talk about the MVP. This specific night, I think, was important for Joel Embiid and the Sixers to show – their defense can be a championship-level defense because that has dropped off since last season. A couple points uh, overall, and I think on this night, it shows that Harden can help Embiid on the defensive end. What? What do I mean by that? Well, James Harden can be the offensive fulcrum, and I think that saves Embiid uh, a little bit to be great on the defensive end, Mm -hmm. to go out there and help in space. And I think that was really evident yesterday against uh, the Bulls out there. As guards came up to him, he was he was yelling, he was barking, he was he was the backbone of that defense. He had two big steals, three big blocks. You did not want to go near that guy on the defensive end, and, and so I think his legs are saved a little bit. And I, you know, Harden also helps him on the offensive end. He's helping him get easier shots. But the fact that Harden takes the ball every single possession is a lot different than it was the first fifty-five games for Joel Embiid. He had to be the, mm-hmm. the offensive fulcrum. So I think that saves him. And uh, it, it saves both of them because James Harden was sprinting upstairs after this game. <laughs> That's my, my question. Yeah, sure, MVP. But how many times did James Harden sprint up those stairs? He was getting in his stair work after the game. There was only a video of one sprint. So that's it. <laughs> is it running stairs if a guy sprints once? Yeah, I think they uh, like there were people leaving as he was sprinting, so that would lead, lead you to believe that he sprinted like 18 times, and they're like, okay, I'm done here, I'm leaving. Uh, like fans, I'm talking about standing around watching James Harden, but James Harden getting in work. I love when guys get in work in front of the cameras. It's always funny. <laughs> that to me was when your partner goes out of town for the weekend, and you want to make sure the house is clean by the time by the time they get home. They say they'll be home at six, so at five o'clock you start cleaning the yeah. kitchen. That's what James Harden running the stairs. I after literally the game just was. did this. Yep. Yeah. My wife just returned yesterday, yeah. and I was vacuuming about 20 minutes. 
this yeah. before yeah. I went. Yeah. It, it looks apartment. great in here. Yeah. 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 Thanks. Yeah. I've been working hard all weekend, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, back to the actual MVP, though. It's interesting you bring up Embiid's defense. You know, last night and he's turned it on of late. I think if you're going with these two guys, Embiid or Jokic for MVP, and you're doing the whole ledger thing, like okay. Stat-wise, you know, offens- offensively, well, that's probably a tick for Jokic. The yeah. numbers are just more impressive. Yeah. Record-wise, it's basically a draw. Yep, Although Tass brought up the other day, it's funny because the Nuggets are so far down in the Western Conference standings compared to where the Sixers are in the East, but their record is basically identical. Yeah. You know, narrative, well, you could pick and choose on that. You know, Embiid doesn't have Ben Simmons, but Jokic doesn't have Murray or Michael Porter Jr. But then the one thing where the tick would probably go to Embiid is defensively. And I wonder how much voters will go, well, look at the numbers they're putting them offensively. Their records are pretty close. They're just, they're juggernauts on that end, but do they sway to Embiid because he is probably a more, well, he is a, a better defensive player than Jokic, who also holds his own, don't yeah. get me wrong. For MVP, I think he is. For MVP voting, no, I don't think so. Okay. I, I okay. think you're looking more at what they do on the other end of the floor. And uh, I've probably been more in Embiid's corner this season, but I have probably switched right now. This is not my final answer. I'm not playing who wants to be a millionaire. I'm not locking it in, but mm-hmm. I would say today I've got Jokic still, uh, or Jokic now as my MVP. He's Look, I'm trying to find ways of splitting them up and seeing, okay, who is doing better and, and, and their season record and all that. And Jokic has played more games. Their numbers in terms of they're shooting the ball, Jokic is nearly at 60%. He's shooting 57%. Three-pointers, identical there. Rebounds, Jokic has him, and assists as well. Mm-hmm. So you're just sort of looking like who has been more important to them. I think this is by far Embiid's greatest season he's had. I think he's been looked super dominant. I love that little mid-ranger. I love the way that he's impacted games, and especially last night. No Vucci, but Tristan Thompson and Tony Bradley was just like, don't even try. Like, he was just far too good. And he's done that several times. That goes back to last season as well, where he's like, these guys can't stop me, and they couldn't. Um, So I just think Jokic has probably had to do a little bit more and he's doing it uh, a little bit more efficiently, I think. I mean, it's very, very close here. Uh, the record, yes, one game doesn't make any no. difference. So standings, that that shouldn't come into it. And I think where the Nuggets are right now, I think Jokic has just carried that team a little more than what uh, Joel Embiid has done. So my pick is Jokic. It is extremely close. This is one of the closest races I think I can recall in a long time. Yeah, I saw Hollinger right today with more than three quarters of the season in the books. All three, so he's including Giannis here in the mix with Embiid and Jokic, are having you know, not just MVP caliber seasons, but runaway right. MVP seasons. Yeah. In normal years, really. Uh, the th- all three of them, because of the type of campaigns that normally result in the player hoisting uh, that trophy with hardly a dissenting vote. And quote there on Hollinger, a great article on The Athletic about this. But it is historic. It's a, it is. a race it's a for great the ages. race, no doubt. Uh, to me, it's uh, the best race since at least 2016-17, which was Westbrook uh, triple-double season. James Harden finished second. Kawhi Leonard finished third, and it was like, you could pick any one of those three yeah. guys, and that's exactly what it is right now. You could pick any one of Embiid, Jokic, or Giannis. It's also a little bit like Shaq versus David Robinson for the scoring title, 93-94, in that it came down to David Robinson scoring 71 in the last day of the season. <laughs> Why would you choose who's the MVP now? Like, there's still yeah, right. 18 games here, and these guys are putting up 40 points every single night. Jokic is a triple-double every single night. I've had Embiid by a nose for most of the season. Mainly because of the record stuff, which I think feels weird because the record, like you're saying, they're pretty similar. One game separating it, but it definitely feels like the Sixers are a lot closer to a championship than the Nuggets are. 
That's just because we haven't seen the Nuggets at full strength for the majority of this season, and obviously Jamal Murray's been out for the entire year. Uh, But that's the crazy thing to me. It feels like Jokic's biggest obstacle to winning again is that, A, he's got an MVP already. It's hard to win back-to-back in the first place. And number two, we're comparing to, to how good the team looked last year, right? When it was like, oh, they have a chance to win the championship. They don't as constructed right now. Uh, but that's really only because the Eastern Conference, I feel like, is wide open, whereas you see the Suns in the West, and you're like, they're going to probably win the West at this point. It doesn't feel like the Nuggets will, but I don't know. I think Jokic is kind of seizing the uh, yeah. the narrative right now. Once uh, James Harden came over to the 76ers, so Embiid has to do a little bit less, like you're saying. He was complaining early in the year, I got to do everything. Everything is tough for me. It ain't tough for him right now, whereas Jokic, it's like, all right. We need 30 points in fourth quarter in overtime. I got that for yeah. you. We need a steal. We need somebody to whip a 95-mile-an-hour fastball for an assist. I can do whatever you need. Yeah, it also just feels like the Sixers are closer to title just because of the parity in the Eastern Conference. They feel like they can win it for sure. But, yeah, the Nuggets are way further down because they're better teams, high-level teams in the Western Conference, and, and mainly the Suns, for sure. The other thing that's it's always funny about the MVP race is that a secondary player helps a lot. Having a great second player just helps so much. So if the Nuggets can get Michael Porter Jr. Uh, or you know, Jamal Murray back and they can propel them up in the standings a little bit, that helps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it's just such a it's such a dumb thing because Steph Curry's having uh, was having a great season with Draymond Green beside him. Draymond Green goes down, Steph Curry's numbers fall off. And all of a sudden, he's he's just not part of the discussion anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if uh, Nikola Jokic gets back, one of those dudes, to be a secondary guy, it helps their standings number. It helps them in the standings, right. so that helps them win. You know, it, it, we're just not going to see a Russell Westbrook uh, it, it, a situation again where he finishes sixth in the Western Conference standings and they win because the other candidates in this in this season, as we've talked about, as Hollinger pointed out, there they're just too good. They're too good. So, so you think Harden has actually helped in beads? It hasn't hurt his chances of winning MVP. No, it hasn't. It has. It hasn't. It hasn't. No. Mainly because of the win-loss record. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah. It, even though, again, they're one game apart, the Sixers and the Nuggets, which is bonkers, but they're four spots different in the standings. Yeah. Um. We should get a poll up here. Uh, Already got one up, my team. man. Love it. Love I it. I got. I actually got two nice factoids for you right here. Number one. Joel Embiid is the only one of Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid who has a wedgie this season. <laughs> Does that put him ahead? We shall see. In our poll in the stream team right now, we asked what you got for the MVP. Just these two guys, Embiid or Jokic. 61% for? Jokic. Jokic. Yep. 61 yep. Jokic. Ooh, 62 Jokic. 38 now for Embiid. It is also, I think uh, Mike Zakarian actually tweeted it last night, one of uh, the top shot hot boys out there. At this point in the season, it's like Embiid and the Sixers, they play like the early game. And right. so by like, uh, yeah. you know, let's call My it thing. 9 or yeah. 10, you got all of Twitter saying Embiid, MVP, because he puts up a 40-10 mm. in a big win. You know, flash forward a couple hours later, West Coast game, Jokic plays uh, out there, uh, you know, uh, you know, Midwest time or whatever. Jokic for MVP after like yeah. a monster yeah. triple-double. It is funny the way it's going. And and again, I'm not, I'm not meaning to like uh, not include Giannis here. He just didn't play last night. So we had to make it to the what you got. Just keep it to these two guys. But he is right there. Yeah. I don't think he's going to win it. I think it's one of these two guys we're saying. I really do. Yeah, I, Unless the Bucks just ran on like yeah. a, a 15-game win streak and continue to put up his numbers. I, I think for Giannis it is harder because he's a champ. He's won it twice. He's won defensively. Yeah. It feels like... You know, he's been given a lot of flowers recently, well-deserved, all of them deserving. And I think that can sort of make it like people like, well, we want to 
mix it up a little bit, you know? And that's that, why I think Embiid is the favorite here to yeah, get yeah. it over Jokic and Giannis because he just doesn't have one, like Trey said. That's yeah. that's helping him. In it. I'm not saying that's right, but I think it is. Yeah, I, I just wonder if we get a situation like in 1990 where Magic won the award, but Charles Barkley got more first place votes. And that was a 22 vote or point difference in the end that Magic won, even though he had 11 first place votes less than Charles Barkley. And then Michael Jordan, that guy, yeah. he came in third. He was another uh, 60 points behind Barkley there. So, you know, that, Point. that that could be where we're at right now. I mean... <laughs> or, to add on to that, and I, and I think in Hollinger's article, he said, look, if you have an actual vote in this MVP and you do not have these three guys in some order, one, two, three, yeah. then, like, your vote should be taken away from you. For sure. But I bet there's going to be votes. John Morant, well, second yeah, or third yeah. place votes. Doncic. Maybe Drozen, Doncic, maybe Tatum, you know... I think there's going to be some, especially third place votes, I would think, that maybe come into play. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Good. Uh, depending on how it breaks down. But yeah, what an unbelievable race. And, uh, you know, we've talked about it all season long and we're going to continue, like Trey said, for the final five. I joked on yesterday's podcast, as reductive as it might be, that March 14th game next week <laughs> between the Sixers and oh, Nuggets yeah. is huge. If one of them crushes the other one, that's going to definitely help in terms of the narrative. What happens if they're just a, they play to a dead even? Oh, they probably will. I mean, they probably will both basically what, 30 have, and 15. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Two point game. I think we'll uh, Sixers should rest Harden for that game. To help yeah. uh, show and yeah. beads like, oh, yeah. interesting. They interesting. should just go straight up center versus center. You're allowed to pass it, but only if you're well defended. Huh. So, I don't know. I just think hey, Maury loves the MVP. Yeah. He's always, always trying to yeah, get hard one. So, uh, yeah. maybe they will uh, take your advice there. All right. Let's keep it going here. We had Luca and the Mavs beating the Jazz 111-103. Possible playoff preview. And we had Towns and the Wolves killing the Blazers 124-81. The T-Wolves have now won five straight. So, both these teams on a bit of a tear. So, the question is, the what you got, hotter team right now, Mavs or Wolves? Trey, what you got? That's a tight one. Five straight for the Mavs, 11 of 13 overall. Five straight for the Wolves, 8 of 10 overall. Oh, that's solid. But I'm giving it to the Mavs for a couple of reasons. Number one, better comp. Number two, better best player. The Mavs have been looking great lately. The defense obviously picked up starting in January, but it hasn't fallen off. They're second in the league in defensive rating since the calendar turned. And on this run, they've beaten the Jazz, the Warriors twice. And Warriors are struggling right now, but still a good team. The Heat and the 76ers. That's five wins against title contenders. And we said around All-Star, Doncic has an MVP run in him. He, like we said, best he could do this year probably is fourth. But he's been an MVP of late if the two um, the other MVP candidates weren't still being MVPs of late. But last night was just the latest masterpiece for Doncic. 35 points, 16 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steals, 1 block, trash-talking Rudy Gobert, <laughs> and honestly just orchestrating everything on the court for the Mavericks. My favorite thing from Doncic last night, though, was 16 rebounds. It's a season high for him. The Jazz are a big, good rebounding team. The Mavs are often playing three small guys, Luka and a big. So they needed him to kind of be big. So he was big. He grabbed the rebounds they needed. He did everything necessary to win in that last couple of minutes of this game. Had a couple of boards and a steal that really iced the game. It's not what you're expecting from Doncic, but that's how you win playoff games is by doing the unexpected things out there. Another nice game for Dinwiddie as well. He had 23 points, five threes. Dorian Finney-Smith, he's money now. 
right uh, right now as well. 21 points, four threes. I honestly think the Mavericks should be getting kind of the same respect that the Celtics are getting in the Eastern Conference. It's just the difference in the qualities of the conference. It feels like the Celtics could go on a run here and get out of the East. But if you're looking at the teams, it's not much different. The Mavs are playing incredible defense, and they've got a superstar who's going to show up in the playoffs. They're also peaking at the right time. At the very least, I know Utah does not want to see Dallas in the playoffs because Utah still does not have a small ball game. So it was just Doncic bringing Gobert out. Let's dance. Let's find somebody at the rim for an alley-oop. I even think Devin Harris was in on it because he was calling him Gobert. All night. <laughs> All night. That <laughs> was crazy. Followell was calling him Gobert. Harper was calling him Gobert. And even into the fourth quarter, Devin Harris is calling him Gobert. There's, did they ever play together? I think it's possible that they may have uh, yeah, crossed yeah. over. But that was wild to me. I was like, this is just complete disrespect by the Mavericks' entire franchise here. You got Doncic out there lighting Gobert up, trying to get him kicked out for accidentally tripping over his feet. And then you got Devin Harris on the broadcast calling him Gobert. No offense to the Wolves, who have been good, but the Mavs, to me, are the real deal. Yeah, That felt like a playoff game, and how chippy it was. The Luka was looking for every little foul call. There's a lot of talk. It felt like, yeah, we're back in the playoffs. A lot of chatting with the referees. And also that Luka wanted some revenge. Ten days prior, Rudy Gobert, you know, air quotes, shut down Luka on plenty of, hey, let's dance type occasions. He, he played him really, really well. And this was a... Yeah, an adjustment game, game three of the series. Where I'm just gonna <laughs> go back at him. It was it was a lot of fun for sure. So much yapping back and forth with these two teams. Uh, a very enjoyable watch. The uh, the other one, the Wolves, where they went uh, basically it was like a 40 point win throughout the entire game because they're playing a, a G League team. And the Blazers, unfortunately, was just hilarious. The wave was happening in Minnesota. <laughs> the wave. God, the I thought that were was that. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't tell if that was cool. <laughs> Or very, very, very uncool. I'm, I definitely lean uncool. A wave at a basketball game. Come on, that's desperate. And we'll get into some more Wolves hijinks a little bit later yeah. in the show because, yeah, it was like a, a romp from Q1 yesterday. That was a, a ridiculous game. But, but yeah, they isn't are this a better. sign that the Wolves are actually maybe a legit good team? Like, they played the Blazers, yes, who suck and are leaning into the tank. But they crushed them in the last two games here. That's yeah. good. That old the old wolves don't do that. Mm-mm. They drop at least one of those, and you're left going, "Oh my god!" Yeah. But they're you know they they beat the Thunder. They beat the crappy Warriors right now. The Cavs. They took care. Of, like those are the five wins in a row here. Like when you include those two Blazers wins. Like that's something to me. That Absolutely, they're, they're it, kicking their ass. Every too. win for the Wolves right now is important because they've got to solidify their position. They're going to make the playoffs. Obviously, no question there. But they want to show that they can be more than just hey, we just want to make the playoffs to make up the numbers here, and they can extend this. They've got the Thunder next, then the Magic, then they face Miami, then San Antonio and the Lakers. So they can really stretch this out right now. But But the the problem is for them, the Nuggets, because of Jokic, keep winning. Mm -hmm. And the Mavs, because of Luka, and and everybody else contributing, of course, keep winning too. Like, Otherwise, I think the Wolves, we'd, they would be being talked about more because they would probably caught up a little yeah. bit in the standings, but they're still, unfortunately, a couple games back. Yeah, they are, but uh, they, they, this is all they can do right now is just is just keep on winning because they not yeah. have not been a convincing team in years gone by. They just always, like you say, you can see them losing to a Blazers team. Anthony Simons, uh, yes, he was pl- not playing there last night. That's the sort of game where it's like, oh, the Wolves just blew that one. How did they lose that? Right. But uh, Doncic right now, he is... Just on fire. That step back he's got going is incredible. And uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, what a pickup he has been for them. Because no Jalen Brunson last night. So that's been their sort of secondary ball handler distributor there. 
Spencer Dinwiddie, perfect. More shots for me, uh, and and that's great. So yeah, the Mavericks have. I have not been super convinced on this team for a lot of the season. Right now, uh, changing my tune because they are looking really, really good, and I love it. You, you know, Tass mentioned the revenge factor. There's no question in my mind they wanted to get one back there last night. They all, the, him and Rudy Gobert, they don't like him. Rudy threw the ball at him like that. He wanted to fight him afterwards. I mean, but that's what we want. We want that sort of drama and tension because. I definitely think the Mavericks look at the Jazz and think we just match up really well against this team. Yeah. They can't slow us down. Uh, that would be an awesome first round series. I, I liked hearing Luke after this game too talk about like they really want the four seed. They want a home uh, home court in, they a, need in, in a series because he's never had that. Yeah. Um, so they're of course gunning for that. They want to try and uh, get up the Western Conference standings. Maybe we'll talk about it in detail Come on tomorrow's on. show. And they lost the road court advantage series uh, last year. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. It's a good point. But yeah. anyway, they're they're yeah. gunning for it. And uh, did you do you still have the? I saw you over your shoulder. The Dinwiddie stats up that uh, yeah, that sure. the tear he is on. Yeah, it, it sure seemed like when they traded Kristaps Porzingis that their ceiling was a little bit lower because they're trading for Spencer Dinwiddie and. Uh, Davis Bertans, but Spencer Dinwiddie feeling good in this role. Yeah, his last six games, 22 points, five assists on 55% from the floor and 48% from three. <laughs> They're seven and one when he plays. So, you know, it's a, it's a... That's good. Yeah, it's a yin and a yang. They're playing well, and, and Spencer's also playing well, but he's, uh, yeah, he, he's come to the team when Luka has decided to turn on this MVP run. I mean, that's that's part of it, but Spencer Dinwiddie's also just feeling good. He wasn't a part of the future in Washington, and he was told that, basically. And now he's uh, he's playing to his capabilities. So he's, you know, is he their second best player? I mean, you can call him that, uh, I suppose. But they, yeah, everybody's just contributing. Everybody's feeling good. And yeah, lots of jostling in the Western Conference standings. We ain't done yet. That would be a fun one, but also just a lot of talking with the refs. Oh, Jazz Mavs. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Like Rudy Gobert, yeah. Oh, he goodness, slacked yeah. Kleba right in the chops uh, in the first quarter, I think it was. And so much yapping. I mean, I, I don't know. There'd be some long playoff yeah, games. Yeah, those would be, those would be <laughs> long. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get to some other games last night. Oladipo, he returned for the Heat. Hero scored 31. They beat the Rockets 123-106. And then we had Julius Randle netting a career-best 46 points as the Knicks rallied past the Kings 131-115. to So I'm doing a bit of a reach here to jam <laughs> these together. But the question is, bigger surprise, Oladipo and how he looked in his return or Randall popping off there for 46 in a big comeback over Sacramento. What you got? Well, despite the fact I was looking forward to a Monday night 10.30 Eastern Knicks-Kings tip-off, I'm uh, <laughs> going with Victor Oladipo. Oh, I yes. thought he looked actually really, really smooth and comfortable out there. He drove inside, had a nice dunk, yeah. hit some threes. Honestly, for a guy who hadn't played for 11 months, and one of those ones like, is he even still in the league, this guy? You know, like, because we just hadn't yeah. seen or heard from him. And now, and I talked about yesterday on the show, I said he's basically an insurance policy. If they get that sort of production out of him consistently, this is one of those good problems to have if you're Eric Spolstra because they have got so many guys now who can sort of play in that backup role. You know, it's a Vincent, it's a Maxi Struess, Tyler Heroes, obviously getting a lot of minutes off the bench there. But if you can get Oladipo out there for 12, 15 minutes a night, he's a good defensive player, he can shoot the three. 
the heat are just so deep mm-hmm. and uh, there are so many options there for Spolstra. So I thought he great. It was great. And again, look, against the Rockets, his former team there, the team he turned down the two-year $45 million extension with. So he got some revenge against <laughs> the old team. But that's the kind of game you want where it's like, it wasn't really that close here. The uh, the Heat were winning this game no matter what. Oladipo got out there and got to really see how he could be used in that, uh, in that role. He could be a backup point guard. He could be an off-ball guy. He provides a lot for them. But the more that confidence of driving inside and throwing down a dunk, I thought that was really, really good. So uh, overall, I gave him a uh, B plus for this game. B I plus. thought it was uh, fantastic. <laughs> okay. Well, what do you think, Tass, of Oladipo's return or, or Randall going for 46? Excited to see Victor Oladipo out there. All these returns get hyped. Oh, he's gonna look, he did look really, really good. He Very played limited in a minutes. long time. Yeah. He, like yeah. I said yesterday, April 2021, I guess it was. 11 months, I said, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't really think of Victor Oladipo as a passer, uh, but if you're playing on the Miami Heat, if he is going to play playoff minutes with this team, he's got to zing that ball around. That's what this team is. It's built on getting the most out of a, a collective unit. He had four assists in this game, a, a beautiful zinger to uh, Dwayne Denman under the hoop. Yeah, the dunk happened. He yeah. looked extremely spry. You forget Victor Oladipo is an all-defensive player uh, because, you know, you think of him as an offensive player. He looked good on the defensive end. He took a charge. Probably wasn't a charge, but he's always going to be in the right place. He can fit in with this Miami Heat team. Are his legs going to be good night in and night out? Well, if you play him 15, 18, 20 minutes a game, maybe. He's not an – I guess he's not going to be a heavy minutes player – for the rest of his career, I, I don't know. But definitely not on this team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, he filled the role really, really well. And so, yeah, some some of those guys that Lee mentioned, their minutes will be reduced if Victor Oladipo is in. You know, your, your Gabe Vincents, maybe your Struces. But Oladipo can he can make a play uh, he, if, if, he, if he is looking good. So that was that was amazing. I, I, I think with the Knicks and, and Julius Randle's 46, um, not surprising that the, the Kings are out of this freaking thing. They're 4-8 since they've made the trade. Uh, for uh, the Tyrese Halliburton, Demonte Sabonis deal, not surprising. But I think Julius Randle is enjoying the lack of pressure that comes with this next season's already dead. I mean, I think at the beginning of last season when he started his run, zero pressure in New York. He got hot. It didn't stop. Then the pressure came in the playoffs. Then the pressure came this season, and he's been a bad mid-range shooter. All of a sudden, he's hot, uh, and I think that helps that they're out of it already. So I, I, I don't know which one I'm more surprised by, <laughs> but it's it's uh, stinky there in New York, that's for sure. Trey, how would you answer this one? Oladipo's uh, return or Randall 46 in that comeback win? Uh, I guess I got to go with Oladipo because I don't believe that the Julius Randall thing actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody saw that happen. This no. is like Wilt Chamberlain's 100-point game. <laughs> yeah, I've heard the radio broadcast. Yeah. Uh, Lee gave Victor Oladipo a B plus, and I'll tell you what, he can be a plus for the Heat if he keeps coming off the bench. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, they give him, he could possibly uh, give the Heat something in their guard rotation that they don't have coming off the bench, which is the guy who drives, which I think is going to be huge because Max Struess, he wants to shoot threes. Gabe Vincent, he wants to shoot threes. So occasionally there will be a time when you need somebody to get downhill. That can be Victor Oladipo. Like Tass is saying, who knows if his legs will be there? Who knows if it will be good every night? But there's less of uh, a requirement for that if you're one of three guards coming off the bench rather than if you're a sixth man or if you're a spot starter. So he might be able to help a little bit here. Um, It's nice to see a guy get a dunk in their first game back. Mm. I'm with Lee. Clay Thompson did it as well. That's a way to send a message. This guy's ready. He can (laughs) still dunk. So do it again. 
do it again. Well, the Depot was in a dunk contest, wasn't it? That's right. Came out yeah. singing. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. New Year. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it final. wasn't Classic Man. Who was Classic Man? Aaron that Gordon. Was Aaron Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Is that they the just, same one? I think it was the next year. It must have been um, 15 and 16. Those guys must have just been singing in the Orlando Magic locker room. And Oladipo, <laughs> well, he had the sign that said uh, Mr. 540, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it said it. Mr. 360. Oh. And then he did a dunk but he sort that of... everybody said was a 540. Oh, But it was it? really a 360. Because <laughs> I was just re-watching it after this yeah, year's yeah. dunk contest. And Kenny Smith yells, oh, he should be calling himself Mr. 540. Oh, there you go. Mm. There you go. But I could be wrong. Okay. So, okay. Uh, a couple other games last night. Let's just slip it in here before our first break. Cade Cunningham scored 28 as the Pistons beat the Hawks, 113-110 in overtime. Uh, their third straight victory, I believe, for Detroit here. And then the Spurs, Greg Popovich, ties Don Nelson for NBA career wins uh, record as the Spurs beat the Lakers. No LeBron in this one. So here's the question. More promising young core between the Pistons or the Spurs. What you got, Trey? This, to me, kind of feels like what you got top-level talent or tons and tons of depth. Because the Pistons, they got a stud in Cade Cunningham. And then they've got some good players that I'm not convinced will be around, actually, that the next time the Pistons are really good. As for the Spurs, they got a bunch of players who are guaranteed to be in various NBA teams' rotations, likely the Spurs, because they keep their guys for the most part. And they've got an all-star in DeJounte Murray, who probably is never going to get to MVP level, which is ultimately why I'm going with the Pistons, because I'm a Cade Cunning stan at this point. Another solid one for Cade last night. 28 points, 6 rebounds, 10 assists. He plays at the same pace from the opening tip until the last minute of the game. Like, you can't hurry him. You can't speed him up. You can't slow him down. He just plays at, like, a mid sort of pace the entire time. Mm -hmm. The Pistons have won three straight games for the first time all season. Is that a streak? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, for them, that's, a, that's yeah, an official absolutely. streak. I think yeah. that has bypassed uh, the patch. He's averaging 23 per game, eight, nine rebounds and six assists in those three wins. The percentages have been all over the map this season. That's how it is. That's how it was for Luka Doncic, his rookie year. Mm. But he's got four straight 20-point games, five in his last seven since the All-Star break. He only did it 12 times in 44 games before the All-Star break. I was listening to the Saturday Slam and Jam. Subscribe. Uh, to that podcast and others by going to theathletic.com slash no dunks dollar a month great stuff they were talking about the pre-leap that players make in the end part of the season where like you know the Pistons really aren't playing for anything here they're just trying to get better but you want to see some sort of progress I feel like Cade Cunningham has made that pre-leap to where he's looking at next season this guy's going to be an absolute stud I kind of think that Evan Mobley has already locked down rookie of the year but you could make some cases here that Cade has certainly closed the gap and maybe he'll get a few first place votes uh, when it comes down to it because I saw this stat hilariously cherry picked stat in the AP today perfect Cade Cunningham played in his 50th game on Friday cool okay (laughs) he scored 815 points 289 rebounds and 255 assists (laughs) joining Magic Johnson and Luka Doncic as the only two other players who were 20 or younger in NBA history to have that many points in their first 50 games. You know, the 815, 289, 255 in 50 under 20 club. Yeah, yeah. 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 Classic, yeah. classic. Yeah, you don't yeah. see that very often. But yeah. you can see why he is compared to Luca being a big-time ball handler, a strong guy, and somebody who is always playing at his own pace. Yep. So just the fact that the Pistons have Cade Cunningham, I'm putting him a little bit ahead of the Spurs, just because I think he's the best guy of anybody on those two teams. What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, for the same sort of reasons. I think DeJounte Murray, he's has already been in the league a little bit longer. He's having you know a better season 
but I think Cade Cunningham has a much higher ceiling. I think Cade Cunningham is going to be very good because this was a dumb ending to this game. Oh my god! <laughs> Go through it if you, if you <laughs> don't, remember. Don't. It was Donovich crazy. Foul. I was watching. Yeah, and then John Collins had a chance to win it for the Hawks and uh, bricked the first free throw, knocked in the second one there, and then in the overtime, it was Cunningham hit a big three and the Pistons closed this one out. So yeah, he uh, you know got off to a slow start. You know the injury. It's in Detroit. You're like, oh man, if they gotten this right, they absolutely have Cunningham. Uh, I have no question. He is going to be a stud. But DeJounte Murray, I mean, he's... And I think it's those are the two best players. He really has taken big leaps this year by making the All-Star game, by showing what he can do on both ends of the floor there. So uh, today, I think Murray is better, but I think Cunningham will be in the long run. Uh, anything to add to either that Pistons win in overtime, you know, pop tying Don Nelson, or these young cores here to answer the what you Well, got. the pre-leap is interesting with the Detroit Pistons because watching them last few games, this three-game streak, it looks like they're just kind of a hard team to play. Trey Young was 5 of 20 yesterday against them because they were so smart in how they played him, got in his space, used length against him, uh, but did not foul. And it, it was just a hard work for Trey to get uh, those five buckets. So it was a tough night for the Hawks. This, yeah, Pistons team, if, if they believe in their core are they going to trade jeremy grant this offseason i think that's sort of my right my my pondering question for them going <laughs> into this offseason because the portland trailblazers believe they can get jeremy grant to make damian mill uh, damian lillard stick around there to be his you know number two type guy but if the pistons are going to continue to play like this why not have a guy in jeremy grant who is a solid player and yeah. and there isn't really a reason to trade for another draft pick if you believe in your core. They just look like a, a tough team to play right now. And Kate obviously is the head of that. He he looks yeah he looks like the number one pick. And how about our guy Marvin Bagley the third? We have always stayed in his corner because he wore an eye patch on our show. We've told you that a million times, but. He's playing really well here in his new opportunity with Detroit, where, of course, expectations are very, very low, and everybody's like, okay, oh, my God, you couldn't even play for Sacramento. Your dad's talking about, you know, not playing. And they're like, oh, we don't even want you to play. But 9-16 last night, you know, 19-10, and 10, he was a plus 11 with uh, Stewart leaving this game. He's been really, really solid. I mean, he's got some nice chemistry with Cade, too, uh, already in terms of, like, uh, just rolls to the rim, man. I'll throw it up there. Yeah. Threw down a couple ops. He's playing well. Oh, he is, and it's like the king's curse is lifted. And you go anywhere else, and it's like, oh, I'm actually really good. But like, he was a number two pick in what 2018. So if you can, if he can blossom into that sort of talent, the number two potential, then this is a great steal here for the yeah. Pistons because yeah. he's got all his career still ahead of him here, and the chemistry is already there with him and Kate. They they don't overlap. They work together. This could work out really well. I can't remember what the Pistons even gave up for him in the end, but. Uh, what was it? Oh, boy. Not a lot. Uh, a draft pick, maybe? I can't remember. It, it doesn't matter anyway because yeah. the Pistons... Trey Lyles was part of that? The Pistons have got a player who has really got something to prove, and if he can work in this situation, yeah. this is awesome. Got a question when it comes to Popovich. Somebody tweeted at me this morning. Are you going to make Greg Popovich the thumbnail of the YouTube show <laughs> when he surpasses Don Nelson? And I said, look, hey, they play the Raptors on Wednesday night. If the Spurs can win, we'll find out. But what do you guys think? 
Should he guaranteed be the thumbnail? Yes. <laughs> Pop. Yes. When he gets the record. His record probably won't get broken, so, you know. All right. Yeah. I'm not against it. Yeah, I just let's wanted do to it. get your opinion on it, you know, especially you. You know, you got to get the clicks. Are people clicking on Pops? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But it is a hell of a record. Yeah. You'd of admit, <laughs> yeah. You'd agree with that. People aren't clicking on uh, coaches, though. Oh. I would say. That's a general rule for thumbnails. I think that the response has to be, sort of depends what else happens on that Wednesday mm. night. You know, you got some guy... One of nah. these MVP guys going for sixty or something. Thursday night, let's out. look forward. Let's be excited about the Ben Simmons return to the bench in Beans. Philadelphia. No, this is they're they're on. I meant uh, the Thursday thumbnail. This is I a Wednesday know, night I game. know, but oh. more Ben oh. Simmons. Oh, yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah, yeah because I, I threw up this poll here uh, on uh, on our live stream here. Yeah. Will Ben Simmons get a tribute video Thursday when he returns to oh Philadelphia and is on the bench? <laughs> <laughs> a resounding sixty nine percent say no. Nice. Yeah, nice. I think you will. Nah, no, I don't think so. Doc Rivers said he should. <laughs> I can't. I, I cannot see that. Up. <laughs> too little, too late, Doc. Wow. <laughs> that can you? That will be the most booed tribute video of all time in Philadelphia. More. He's going to stand up. Let him ring the bell. I think. <laughs> oh, that's a nice idea. Yeah. Oh, all right, so. all right, Skeets. I don't know, man. I'm looking at the schedule Wednesday night. Yeah. We got Phoenix at Miami. Ooh, nice game. That's a Ooh. big time game. Uh, what else? <laughs> I mean, that's that's probably the biggest game. Atlanta at Milwaukee. Something interesting could happen. Happen there. Denver at Sacramento. Jokic guaranteed big game. Uh, playing against the Sacramento Kings. I would love to see a young Greg. On a, oh, on maybe a I'll do young Greg tur- transforming into old Greg. <laughs> I'm old Greg. I'm old Greg. Yeah, <laughs> I would love that because like uh, like like a little short crew cut when he's a, yeah. a young coach, and then you know eventually just started looking like Donald Sutherland. So okay. throw Donald Sutherland on there all as right, well. All right. I, so it sounds like we might be. I mean, but I, I guess Phoenix Miami. I, that's going to be tough. Hopefully that's a blowout. Also, like, what are we just? What are we going to say? We're going to be like, he did it. We knew he was going to do it the last couple of years. Which was your if favorite? If he just remained coaching, mm. though, I will say, I guess we were debating whether he was going to do it this season. Yeah. At the start of the season. Yeah. Will he retire? We were talking now, about yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. There'll be things to talk about. Yeah. So congrats to Pop on tying Don Nelson. One more to go. They're at the huge home stretch here, so it's going to happen in front yes. of their San Antonio crowd. Nice. It's just a matter of when. I'm fearful that he doesn't beat the Raptors, beat the Spurs. The Raptors have been horrible, though. But the Raptors beat the Spurs on Wednesday, and then he does it on the weekend. (laughs) It's like, emergency podcast? Sure, why not? (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's hear from everybody uh, in the stream team, listening and watching later, all those what you gots. Let's hear your answers uh, to all four of those questions. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to do a detailed breakdown of the Eastern Conference playoff races to watch. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house. 
that I gotta cut out a bit. I gotta switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds, sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. All right, spike ball. Yeah, I've never played spike ball with you. Yeah. No, I've never played. I'd like to see you out there. Get you out there. Big old strong farmer hands. <laughs> big old quads moving around on the grass. How you, how you feet? How are your feet? Uh, not bad. A little heavier these days. <laughs> your dogs? <laughs> dogs, dogs get barking time. a little earlier than normal. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get a spike ball session. Yeah, why not? Why yeah, not? It's a lot of fun. It's a hell of a workout too. Uh, all right. So something different here. I said there are five weeks left in the regular season. Five. That's it. So we got to start looking at some of these compelling races in both conferences. Today we'll start with the Eastern Conference playoff races that I want you to really zero in on. I might be asking you guys for some predictions Ooh. when it comes to these. Shout out to our guy Tom Ziller for sort of inspiring this idea. We're basically talking about who's in the mix in a particular race, why does it matter, who has the advantage, and then maybe, like I said, a prediction. So let's start with... Uh, the most compelling races, maybe the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. We'll just tackle this sort of in order. Oh, JD doing some work here for mm. everybody in the stream team. So who's in the mix? Okay, the Heat are 44 and 22. They hold a three-game lead over the Sixers and then a three-and-a-half game lead over the Milwaukee Bucks. So it's really these three teams that we're looking at. Why does it matter? Well, you know, you might want the number one seed and home court advantage especially in a postseason that looks wide open. I mean, any any possibility or any chance you can have a Game 7 at home, you're, you're probably going to want that. Though I will say, to counter that, the number one seed hasn't won the Eastern Conference since who? A little trivia for you guys. I'm thinking Cleveland. That's right. Yeah, LeBron. 15-16. Yeah. That's sort of just weird mm-hmm. when you think about it. I'm not saying win the championship, no. which they did, but... Yeah win the conference uh the number one seed in in the east hasn't but i think the heat are going to want to hold on to that and i think they're going to because they have the advantage they're playing nine of their next 10 games at home where they're 23 and 7 in their barn what's their uh what's their gym called now what's the ftx FTX, thank you that's right uh so they have also the easiest remaining strength of schedule would you agree lee that they are probably going to lock up the number one seed because of the schedule because of the way they're playing oladipo back lowry back uh, and these and these two teams that I mentioned here, you know, a couple games behind them. What do you think? Yes, absolutely. I think uh, three games is quite a big margin uh, against these two teams, especially what we've seen from Miami at full strength. They are yeah. a very, very good team. Now, I'm not sure if they play either of those teams. I don't know if you've got that there handy. I don't got uh, it all in front of me. Lee. The but- Bucks play the Sixers. The Heat play... The Sixers, but not the Bucks, there you go. <laughs> and I guess that means that the Sixers plays both of them. 
Yep, mm. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I think Miami is one of the most sort of uh, under-the-radar best teams we've seen in a long time in, in either conference. Yeah. Um, so I think they do lock up that uh, number one seed in the East. Would you agree with that? Do we have our two number one seeds probably with Phoenix, of course, in the West and Miami looking like they're going to take a test? Yeah, no question. Yeah. yeah, the Heat have played the most road games in the NBA, so they're yeah. going to chill at home. And I think they definitely want their number one seed. And uh, Kyle Lowry will be back as well. well he's back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's yeah. right. That's right. And I think the Sixers are very aware uh, that the Heat, uh, you know, is, is it, the path goes through the Heat. And I think that's why part of the reason why James Harden sat on Friday. And mm. I wonder if he sits again when they do play again. Because you said they're playing again, aren't they? So. Oh, yeah. According to tankathon.com. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, let's go to the uh, next compelling race here in the Eastern Conference. I think it's the race for the third seed. Yes, the third seed. Hear me out on this one. Okay, so who's in the mix? We're showing it to you here on the stream team. Bunch of teams. 76ers, Bucks, Bulls, Celtics, Cavs. Three games separate these five teams currently. You know, seeded two through six. But why does it matter that third seed that I'm zeroing in on? Because I think the Cavs are going to be the sixth seed. You know, this Jared Allen injury, going to miss some time. You know, you know, there's a snake bitten team. It feels like, despite being one of the feel good stories of the year, I think they're going to be the six seed. So I think that is going to be the most favorable matchup for any of the other remaining teams. I think they're going to be like, ooh, and, and what I mean by that is even more than the second seed, who will be playing the seventh seed, which we'll get to in a second, and the whole play in stuff like that. That could be Brooklyn. Yeah, it could be a Raps team. Mm-hmm. It could be stuff like that. Again, I don't mean to diss the Cavs here. But I think they're the one where you're like, oh, yeah, well, I like our chances. So I, I really have my eye on this third seed here. And I could see the Sixers getting a little sneaky with uh, possibly, you know, punting on a second seed even. Especially if to the dr- Nets, yeah. Yeah, well. you know, to, to avoid that. But, 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 you know, who has the advantage here? I think the Celtics have the easiest remaining schedule, uh, or at least easier than the Bucks and the Bulls. And, you know... You know, they're playing. Well, we talked about it yesterday. They're playing some of the best basketball in the league. Them in the Heat for sure in the Eastern Conference. It's not a cakewalk like the teams they got to play, but they're just playing so well. Uh, I know the Celtics play Chicago um, in in early April, I believe. And so the tiebreakers are going to come into play here. Uh, Mm. But again, the Sixers, fascinating to watch with them and what they do with the second or third seed here. I think if I'm a, a betting man. I'm going to have the Celtics taking the third seed. And I know that sounds crazy, but these are there are not a lot of games. I mean, no. These teams play each other, and it's like a whole game can be flipped yeah. uh, in the standings. So anyway, that's where I'd be going right now. But and it's very tough to figure out. Boston-Milwaukee. Boston's won two of the three games, so they got one more. So if they were to win that, then yes, that could tilt it in their favor. Okay, the question, Trey, is... Sorry, I snuck it in there. Do you think the Sixers would get funky here trying to avoid a, a second seed... Because it could mean, you know, playing, let's say, a Nets in a 2-7 or something like that? No, nah, I think they would want to have home court advantage against the Bucks in round two. Okay. I think they're going to... You're right. I mean, everybody's going to want to avoid Brooklyn in round one, but we're not even sure that Brooklyn's going to be in round one. That's so true, true. I would not really worry about that. And honestly, if you're the Sixers, you look at the centers for the Brooklyn Nets and say, we ain't that worried about it. So I kind of think that the, the Philadelphia... <clears throat> should finish in second. They've got the easiest schedule remaining of all of these teams uh, as well. So I kind of think they'll finish second. The Bucks do not care about their seed. They won the Eastern right. Conference. 
Oh, man, cough guy over here. Uh, but uh, they, they had great first seed seasons, never made it to the title. They were looked at as a disappointment. Then they finally finished in the third seed, went to the championship. They can win on the road. They do not care about that. I think the Bulls will drop to number five, probably. Mm-hmm. So I think you're kind of right. It'll go Philly, Milwaukee, Boston, Boston Chicago, Cleveland. Cleveland. Seems most likely to me. What do you think, Tass, of this uh, race here for second, third seed? Really home court advantage, I guess. Yeah, I don't see anybody punting. Uh, you, you don't know what's coming out of that playing tournament. And although I think you'd rather face the Brooklyn Nets in the first round before they get things going, I think it'll just help them to get more reps getting mm-hmm. into the second round. You don't really know what's going on down there. So, yeah, you just you shuffle up there and try and get home court as much as possible. That's for sure. All right. The final most compelling race in the East, it's the one we're sort of talking about here, but I'm going to specifically make it the eighth seed. Uh, so who's in the mix here? Well, heading into last night's action, we had essentially a three-way tie between the Hornets, Nets, and Hawks, but ATL lost to the Pistons in overtime, which is a brutal loss. So they are currently in the 10th spot, a half game back of Charlotte and Brooklyn, and yes, incredibly, the Wizards are only a game and a half out uh, of the 10th seed (laughs) behind Atlanta. Like, they're there. But why does the 8th seed matter um, more? You get two bites, Lee, at Mm. that play-in apple, right? You know, you, you, let's say let's say you're the eight seed, and the Raptors remain in seventh because they do have a little bit of a buffer there. Well, you beat the Raps, you're in, so you're the seventh seed. Yeah, you, you're, you're loving that. But if you lose to them, you lose to the Dinos, you still get one more crack at being the eight seed, taking on the winner of that ninth, tenth game. So you definitely want to again. Hey, we can lose one and still get in. Okay, sure. So this is huge, 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 huge. Now, who has the advantage? I mean, it's tough to figure out. The Hawks have the easiest remaining SOS, strength of schedule. And they were, I guess you could argue, playing the best basketball of like 8, 9, 10, and then 11 if you're including the Wizards. But, you know, they they dropped a stinker there last night. So I'm not sure that's true. Charlotte's won two in a row. They hold the tiebreaker over Brooklyn. But they've only played once, Lee. Mm. So game two in their series is tonight in the Queen City. Big one. Nice. You know? If Charlotte wins, then they're going to hold that tiebreaker regardless because there'd only be one more game left. But if Brooklyn wins tonight, Tass, you know, that March 27th game in Brooklyn between Charlotte and Brooklyn could be big. But Should we go to it? <laughs> yeah, I think I'll pass on that one. But if you're making predictions here when it comes to play in Tass, uh, you know, do you have the Raps comfortably in seventh and, and winning? Because just because you're in seventh, you still got to beat that, uh, you know, team eighth. Like, I, if you had to pick here with five weeks to go, how's this going to shake out? What's going to go on? Uh, well, I think the Brooklyn Nets, because I've got the hots for the Nets, are going to go into Toronto. It's a 7-8 matchup, and uh, they're comfortable playing on the road. Kyrie Irving, I believe, will be allowed to play in that game, and uh, they'll have a good matchup. Who am I picking? Yeah, I, I'll take the Raps, but in my heart, <laughs> probably the Nets mm. with Kevin Durant on the floor. But, yeah, it's five weeks away. It's it's That's a ways away. What do you got? <laughs> I think that the Nets are going to beat the Hornets tonight and never relinquish the eighth seed. Interesting. So I think the Raps seven, Brooklyn eight, and then nine and ten would be what Charlotte and Atlanta possibly. Atlanta. Maybe oh, man, it. Atlanta, come on! They got the easiest <laughs> schedule left, which is maybe a curse for them. Yes, <laughs> they, I agree. If they had the hardest schedule in the league, I'd be like, well, the Hawks might finish in the seventh seed. Yeah, yeah. They play a lot better when they play against the team that actually is competitive as well. But Hornets have been falling off big time. Meanwhile, the Nets are adding players. Kyrie will theoretically be able to play more <laughs> as the season ends. Kevin Durant is back. Ben Simmons is going to be on the court at some point. So you're adding three all-stars to a team that's completely underwhelmed this year. But 
they're still three all-stars with something to actually play for at this point. So I think they move up into the eighth spot. Do you agree with these guys that we're going to have in the play-in tournament, seventh, eighth matchup will be the Raps versus the Nets, and then ninth and tenth will, you know, probably be, let's say, the Hornets or Hawks. I guess the Wizards are still in it, you know? Porzingis yeah. made his uh, yeah. debut for them. He looked good. Um, or do you think it could go another way here? Could Charlotte, you know, take this from uh, Brooklyn? Uh, honestly, all four of those teams could make it but they could also just get blown away as well they've yeah, all been yeah. just uh at different times this season look terrible and other times like well oh, this team could do some damage here so i would say if you've got kevin durant on your team you'd feel pretty comfortable no matter where you finish in that playing <laughs> especially tournament. in a one game exactly uh, exactly you know, i would take winner. him so then it's basically which of the other three teams can survive and i think with the raptors getting back og and freddie would probably be good enough so i would have the raptors seventh Nets eighth, I think. But then you sounds like you probably have Brooklyn beating the Raptors in that game. They would take seventh, and the Raps would have to beat one of these other uh, teams uh, yeah. at the bottom of the. Bird. They would have home court though, so yeah, I, right. would, I would take right. yes, I would take mm. the Raptors and right. the Nets. <laughs> All right, oh, I can't wait. So yeah. There are four teams out of it. I guess is what we're getting at. The Knicks, even though they're trying to hold on for dear life, they're out of it. <laughs> yep. And the Pacers, the Pistons, and the Magic are, are your uh, other teams. But uh, let's hear from everybody out there. Uh, who's taking this plan? Hey, this plan tournament, though. It's I great. saw Ben Gulliver writing about it yeah. for the Washington Post. It's it's working. It's They've nailed it. Yeah. I mean, it absolutely is working. Like, we care about these games. We care about, obviously, the seeding as we just went through. Mm-hmm. And and it gives some of these teams that had slow starts, especially when we do the, if we do the West tomorrow, like the Pelicans, like a chance to salvage their season right? absolutely yeah. i mean in, in soccer it's the re- relegation battle right and you because you're avoiding going down where it's like a completely different division this is like we've got to get in there to get into the big playoffs you know the big boy playoffs and mm-hmm. uh it's just creating excitement down at the other end of the table where in years gone by we'd just be like it doesn't matter who makes that last spot you know right. now we've got teams that could legit uh get in there and, and potentially at least make it interesting in that first round. Yeah, like if there was no play-in tournament, what would we be doing with the East right now? We would really just be saying, can the Nets make the playoffs? Yeah, that's it. Could we be like, well, can they be the eighth seed? Can can the Hornets bump them out or can the Hawks bump them out or something like that? And then, of course, you get into like home court advantage like we just went through. There's always a little bit of that, but really, we got a little more excitement here when we get the... Because I always forget it's the seven versus eight. Nine versus ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The loser of seven, eight, yeah. taking on the winner of nine, ten. I, in my head, I always want to go, well, yeah. it's seven versus ten. Yeah. And it's eight versus nine, but it's not that. It's no. Not the and I like it this way. I you like it that it. way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because it should give you, a, you should have a chance to lose if you're seven or eight. Right. And stay in it. Yeah. Even us basketball nerds forget that it's a seven, eight, nine, ten bracket. Uh, it's somewhat new still, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but we talk about it all the time. Why not uh, throw a little bracket on there on the standings? A little visual bracket. A little visual bracket. Uh, yeah. NBA.com, I, they start to do that. I don't know if they've done it yet. Well, but there's, they will. A, there's a timeline. If the playoffs started today thing. Yeah, they start yeah. showing it to you visually. You're right, Todd. You Let's see roll. It a little bit better. Let's get it going, baby. I want to see it. You know who I feel bad for looking at these standings? Guys yeah, who weren't right. bought out. That could have joined one of these teams. As Trey said, Joel Embiid is going to be licking his chops if he sees the Brooklyn Nets. Andre Drummond? <laughs> I'm sure he'll be very excited about that. Uh, you know, a big body from one of these teams like Robin Lopez didn't get cut. Why did not Why did the Magic sign him, number one? No idea. Disney. And, yeah, because yeah, he wanted to be near Disney. You get him paid $4 million uh, to go attend Disney for free every day. And then... Uh, he chose them. Yeah, he chose them, right. And then I mean, he should have asked to get cut, just to be... <laughs> 
a pose from Joel Embiid, take some hits for the Brooklyn right, Nets right. in the playoffs. But anyways, uh, yeah, the Nets have holes. Uh, even though I think you know they can win a series and 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 play, yeah, the it's funny because yeah, the Raps you know are going to be a tough team, and I'm going through all these play-in teams. The Nets, yeah, star power. The yeah. Hawks were an Eastern Conference finalist, so even those teams, they they can do something. So the play-in tournament it does mean something. It it, it does yeah. feel like it's uh it's for a couple worthy opponents joining the big boy club. Did you call it big That's boy right. playoffs? Big boy playoffs, yeah. Right. Right. BBP. Yeah. Uh, well, here's the real question: Was any of that worth it? Was was it informative? Did you like it? Let us know in the stream team. Let us know if you're listening later. And we might do it tomorrow for for the Western Conference, which has its own compelling races for sure in in, in seedings. Though a couple of them are a little more clear, I would Mm. say. But no, that's not true. I guess when you get into the Jazz and the... The Mavs and the Nuggets are right there, and the Wolves are trying to hold on to them. There are some uh, some interesting ones. All right, let's take our final break. When we come back, though, tweet of the night and pick them results. Lily. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f***ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash. Or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant. Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, J.D., tweet of the night. (laughs) (laughs) J.D.'s getting tomorrow's ad read ready. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. You fat thumb that one or what happened over there? I don't ask you. Uh, why no, are you asking? I don't, I, I don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> no, like I don't even have a camera. Hey, uh, uh, just to f- just get to the fucking. Uh, right. <laughs> well, we got some great tweets here from uh, at Dane Moore MBA, who's uh, made a couple of these tweet of the nights, <laughs> yes, yes. and I saw people suggesting this one. So thank you. I think Graphic Mark uh, specifically. Um, so two tweets from uh, Dane Moore. First one, Patrick Beverly is shooting the t-shirt cannon right now. We're not even halfway through the fourth quarter. And he was serious. And there was video going around. I mean, I I didn't grab it 
JD's already got enough on his plate. Uh, and hey, just picture Patrick Beverly firing a t-shirt cannon. That's exactly what he was doing. <laughs> it's exactly like it that. It was a very short clip, and uh, he was doing it. And then another great one here from, again, at Dane Moore, NBA. Patrick Beverly now just took the ball they are using in the actual game and threw it into the stands <laughs> so the fans could smack it around like one of those inflatable beach balls. <laughs> this one a little more perplexing, and yeah. this one I did not see video of. Um, but, you know, I, I, I the, the, the smacking it around like an inflatable beach ball, yeah. to me, that's when, you know, you're yeah, at a concert yeah. and the ball's being, yeah. you know, kicked around. Yeah. To, but in my mind, it's like if I'm a fan, like, hey, let me just touch the ball. Like, yeah, you, uh, you're you're notorious for if there's a basketball anywhere, you got to dribble it. Yeah, 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 sure, all that yeah. stuff. I wonder if the Blazers will take uh, offense at any of that being disrespectful. Perhaps you know a player shooting the cannon. They should. Patrick Beverly yeah. would. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He would be pissed that. if somebody yeah. did that against his team. That's yeah. the worrisome part. Beverly will do that kind of thing mid-season here. You're up forty. Yeah. Um, a little too soon, I'd say, P-Bev. They also had the wave going. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. The wave's fine, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Patrick Beverly and Carl Anthony Towns were literally up on the bench. This is during play. Mm. And they're up in the crowd like, hey, everybody, <laughs> three, two, one, whoa! And as it went around, they were back up doing it. I mean, they're rubbing it in their face. I just think Patrick Beverly, yeah, he's, he seemed like he was the instigator of all this. Yeah, sure. Uh, and... Uh, so just a, we haven't won anything. I just think it's one of those things that you know keep it uh, keep it a little on. low key, man. Minnesota had the, the the Wolves fans have had next to nothing to cheer about for uh, almost a decade, more longer than a decade. Yeah, just, let, come on, let let them have some fun. They're having fun. They have t-shirts. There's candy. a crowd there now, which is nice. They're There's into games. There. They're yeah. pumped up. No, They're it's winning great. games. It's great. I just don't think that Patrick Beverly has to be the one shooting the t-shirt cannon. They'll still be excited for whoever's shooting the cannon. Yeah, okay, yeah. I don't, I don't yes, think so. P. Let Anthony Edwards shoot the cannon. Anybody else, it's cool. Yeah, ah, that's partly uh, true. Carl Anthony Towns in the clip that I did see. You can see him in the background. He is loving it. I like him yeah. doing it as well. Yeah, he is dying laughing at Patrick Beverly uh, firing those T-shirts. Yeah, but that's the thing. Beverly, man, it's like the Timberwolves got beat by 30 and he went out and talked trash. You know, he talked trash <laughs> when it looked like uh, they had Damian Lillard beat. And then yeah. they got beat by Damian Lillard. Good thing for him is that the season series with the Trailblazers is over this year, and the Timberwolves won all four of them, and they won the last two by 14 points and then 43. So, I mean, they earned it. (laughs) They earned it. If you don't want somebody shooting cannons, hit them on the floor. But I guess Nurkic is not playing right now. So next year, Patrick Beverly, watch your back, buddy. Guaranteed Nurkic is going to take a cheap shot. (laughs) Fire that T-shirt cannon. How dare you? Uh, what was the last time you caught a T-shirt at a game? Never. You never, I never done? caught one. No, no. Oh, wow. No. I had a friend over once from Australia. First game ever, and well, it's a T-shirt. Yeah, you know the the parachutes that come down at yep. the fortress there and went boop straight into his like uh, lap. It's like I can't I thought believe you were it. Say it went straight onto him. He was suddenly just wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, but uh, another friend, old eight toes, brother Dan, went to one baseball game in his life, <laughs> caught a foul ball. Uh, Unbelievable. <laughs> what are the chances of that? <laughs> Slim. <laughs> yeah. I want the foul ball. That'd be great. No, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you, do. oh, you want to catch it, but then you yeah. just give it to someone right oh, away. Yeah, you do not keep. keep it. Yeah. What well, are you going to possibly do? You would keep you have it. a ball. <laughs> I mean, Play catch, bro. Ex- excellent. <laughs> but you could throw it. You could be lying in the hammock just throwing it to yourself. You love throwing you're balls a gr- to yourself. You're a grown man at a baseball game and you catch a foul ball. Good on you. Great catch. You immediately find a kid to give it to you. Nope. You don't keep it like nope. a weirdo. No. I got two oh kids. Got two kids to give it to at home. Oh, oh okay. Fair, I'll allow that. 
but you have to show me photos of your kid at the game. <laughs> so I can trust yeah. you. You have to show your kid enjoying baseball. Mm. Look, this kid likes yeah, baseball yes. too. They're just not here today. Right. They're enjoying it at home. Right, right. <laughs> Explain why your child is not with you at this game. Uh, all right, pick and results last night. We had the Jazz Mavs game. Dallas was favored by one and a half at home. This brought to you by BetMGM. And uh, Dallas took care of business, got the win there, got the cover. Tass on fire, 4-1 and one here. Though he does owe us a bunch of pick and payoffs. We have not forgotten. Don't you worry, guys. Next season. I'll get him in next season. <laughs> and Trey, uh, you know, backed Tass last night. You were debating, do I start going, shoot the moon, yeah. go for the over? We told you, no, you're only, you were only two games back, and now you only won. So you got the win, you're one and four. Lee and I took the jazz, so we lost. We're two and three, but uh, what's tonight's game, Tass, here in the pick'em? Six game night in the association. Uh, some small market love. My two favorite small markets in the NBA heading for a game in Memphis. Pelicans are visiting, five and a half points, dogs in Memphis. And, uh, you know, Splitsville. Ooh, Makes sense. These are hot teams. Skeets and Trey on the Grizzlies to cover six points or more at home. Myself and Lee taking those five and a half points on the roads for the hat, hat Pelicans. Yeah, the Grizzlies, you know, they, they cooled a little bit. They cooled. They cooled. This is a TNT game. Yeah? Hmm. I don't know. I believe so. Tuesday night, baby. I think we have Pelicans, Grizzlies, Clips, Warriors tonight. This one, yeah, maybe, could, that, maybe that got flexed in. That could have been a possibility. I don't know. Mm, but anyway, that's a nice one on yeah, TNT. Yeah. Especially mm. when you look at the rest. I mean, we've got Nets Hornets, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Cavs Pacers. Suns Magic. And Bucks Thunder, in addition to the Clippers Warriors Pelicans Grizzlies. What were you going to say about that game? I thought you were going to uh, say that. I can't remember whether I got flexed <laughs> in or not. Oh, yeah, the Warriors, because they played last night. They had to go home, and then they go back out to Denver. Steph Curry didn't play last night. I don't know if you oh, guys nobody saw it. went. I know. I don't know if you guys saw it. There was a little girl there. She had a stein and everything, bawling her eyes out. The Warriors have come through. They're gonna uh, give her tickets to her and her family for Thursday night's uh, rematch. Oh in really? Denver. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. Poor little kid there. She was just bawling her eyes out. You know, saved up all her pennies to see Steph, and he did. T- <laughs> that's why. That's why. You know. I mean, the fans yeah. are the lifeblood of the league. They Can't should give just... her a baseball too. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. Of them. <laughs> At least a free T-shirt, I guess. That's a uh, size triple XL. Uh, hey, she's going to two games. Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> it worked yeah, out. Bad. Worked out. Not bad. <laughs> All right, let's call it there, guys. Uh, email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, Shazam as well, mm-hmm. at nodunks. Shazam is back. Hey, I put up a poll. Yeah. Just because I was curious because we were talking about Shazam. Uh, you know, the app that helps you figure out what yeah. song you're listening to. I said, you know, the poll was, do you still use Shazam? Yeah. A me, over 2,000 people have voted. And it was nearly Splitsville. It was 51% no, 49% yes. But I think that's a win for yeah, us Shazam heads. Yeah, big Shazam <laughs> I thought it would be way lower. I, yeah. thought, I thought people were like, no, I deleted this uh, a long people, time ago. People still just like it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's great. We're going to test it out if you can sing into it and if it can pick yeah, up Yeah, if only song. you could get your hands on a phone. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely can. You can hum. And stuff. That's crazy, man. You want to do a whole podcast on tr- yeah, us trying right, yeah. to stump Shazam! <laughs> oh wow, that's, that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like guess that name that tune, but for a yeah, phone. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, phone yeah. is the game. The robot. It's like uh, when Watson showed up on Jeopardy. He won though, right? Oh, he kicked ass, didn't he? Damn. Or she? I guess like was Watson a guy or girl? I don't know. I guess it was Earl either. Watson <laughs> or Emma Watson. I don't know who. It was. So interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Like does 
does Shazam know John Farnham? You know, Sing if I, if I hum phone, it, man, it's hum right it. there. You want me to sing John Farnham? Like, hum right? it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right, here, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Here is Lee uh, humming or singing John Farnham. Which way? What are you gonna go with? You're the voice, try and understand it. Make a noise and make it clear. Whoa, whoa. And? Hang tight. Expanding search. This Wait is tough. It. Last try. No result. <laughs> it's because you can't sing or shit. Uh, oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's a great game. Yeah. <laughs> he loves it. All right, we stopped Who them. Who in a UK? Everybody gonna say UK. Reluctantly, because most of this press don't fuck with me. Still one said to me, cool down, down. Don't act the fool now, now. Always act the fool. Ow, ow. Ain't nothing new. Wow, wow. No result. What? Jeez. Oh, hey, crazy, I know what you're thinking. Right, Bean, I know what you're drinking. Right, singer. Jane Blinger. Hello, the next chick. As soon as you're blinking. What's your persona about this Americana? Rama, Emma. Ah, that's it. Didn't get it. Shazam's going to delete itself. Great way to end this show. Grab yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash no dogs and get your no dunks merch over at nodunks.com we will be back tomorrow live at 10 a.m eastern here in the classic factory until then clipper bros well not today <laughs> one hell of a day well thanks for joining us uh and remember i just put up a poll the question was do you like polls 88 <laughs> percent. what do you think yes 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 <laughs> embrace the day people Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.